Okay. Okay. Rich, Ziadi Ford Advisors is the name of the podcast. Welcome, everyone. The audience is growing. <laughs> it is. Holy moly. Holy moly. I, uh, I need advice. Uh, <laughs> Once again... So you and I used to run an agency. I was the CEO and you were the president. Welcome to Ziadi Advisors. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> yes, I was. And so now I was here, the president of the agency. You were the CEO. And uh, I was, a, I, would, I would call myself a non-traditional CEO. But you know what? When you put that title by your name, uh, nobody cares what came before. They're like, oh, you're the CEO. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and now you and I have a new company. It's called Aboard. Has another podcast. We're going to launch it relatively soon. We're very excited about it. And the guess- podcast is live. The product will launch relatively soon. We've made a profound pivot, and we're excited about it. Thank you for clarifying. Now, uh, guess what job I have at Aboard this time? CEO? No, oh, he no. didn't. And there was a moment I woke up yesterday, and I said, "Oh crap! I'm CEO of a company again." You are. Now, you are the president and operator. You tend to drive a lot of the strategy and the product, but I tell the story out in the world. I have a lot of input into the product. Partnerships, conversations, a lot press. Of, yes. It, it's, so there is a lot of traditional CEO stuff that I'm going to be doing. Sure. Here is my greatest weakness, just flat out. Let's just put it out there. I have tremendous trouble holding people accountable. Hmm. I, okay. I feel guilty about it. I'm like, well, it's hard. Life is hard. and It's hard to get stuff done. And I'm, yeah. that's the only part. I'm ready to go out there. I'm ready to have people say, CEO, you're a servant of capitalism. Burn in hell. I'm ready for all of that. I'm, I can't wait for those tweets. That's You're not concerned about that side of it. No, I've already eaten that plate of goodness. And I'm, yeah. I'm ready to eat a whole, another whole plate. Also, I love our product. I'm really excited you to believe get in the it. world. You're I, not just, you haven't, you weren't hired into this job. You're the co-founder. No, top thing. to bottom. I'm like, how are we going to work climate change into this? Like, I can't sure, wait. Okay. Sure. So I'm excited to get out in the world and, and see what kind of impact we can have and, okay. and have people. I'm, I'm ready to be humiliated in public. Yes. What's hard for me is in order to do that, I need to ask for more and more stuff. Yeah. And I tend to, in, in the past, I would just kind of filter it through you and be like, oh boy, I, life is hard. Yeah. I don't want to do that again. Okay. I still want to do that again. I'm, I'm too old. I just need to ask for my stuff. I need to not feel bad about it. I need to just get my stuff done. And I need people to help me. It can't all come from me. Right. So I'm asking for some career coaching here. I want you to put on your career coach hat mm-hmm. and tell me how to encourage or insist on or demand accountability from others. And let me be clear. We don't have some huge problem in a board. You're running the shop a lot of the times. Like it's mm-hmm, not like people mm-hmm, aren't doing mm-hmm. anything. I'm just sure. like, but I know this is in me. And this time I'm just got to deal with it. I can't be CEO without the ability to say I need it on Thursday. Sure. There are, there are some tricks here. Um, I, I happen to be a very different personality than you. I think if anyone listens to the podcast, it's, they will pick that up. It should be relatively clear. Uh, well, uh, here's what you say. I need it on Tuesday. And they're like, it's Tuesday. And you go, yeah. Tuesday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to you later. No, I mean, you are, yeah. you are fully comfortable with, with somebody squirming and going, I don't know how I'm going to do that. 
I have a few tips I could put forward here that I think will help you and others. Frankly, you don't have to be CEO. You could be the manager of a group sure. of people. Well, you I, could I'm, be running I'm a CEO small business. A, I'm self-appointed or co-appointed CEO sure. of a 15-person company. So let's yeah. put it all in so it's in scale here. It, this is useful and, frankly, relatively universal advice. Here's a prerequisite before I give you the advice. Okay. Don't ever expect anyone else down the chain to empathize with you, ever. That was a failing that I, I, used to, I used to really suffer from that. We ran an agency. An agency is a wildly volatile business has its ups and downs, has some bad phone calls in the mix. It's hard. And that is not something that can trickle down. That is leadership. Leadership absorbs those, that shock and stress and actually insulates everyone else. And don't ever go out to everyone and say, guys, I hear you, but it's, things are tough and I need some love too. Let's go behind the curtain for a sec. There was a point where you and I had a, a serious conversation, not like a confrontation, just like, Boy, what is because the agency was growing, and we're like, boy, this is tough. Yeah, why are these dynamics so complicated? And you looked at me and you said, "It's really simple. I demand loyalty, and I'm not getting loyalty. You look for love, and you're not getting love." Yeah, and very different as we scale in a small organization. There's lots of loyalty and love to go around. Yeah, everybody's yeah. drinking coffee and doing the best they can. It's as a more it gets, intimate setting as it gets bigger and whatnot. As it gets bigger, people are looking out for themselves in a very specific way, and that like that is just life. So yeah, that never leaves me. Like I know, do not go to the company looking yeah. for emotional support. I'm going to give you four pieces of advice. Okay, first, get in there and do work that raises an eyebrow as to why that person is doing that work. Get okay, so there. wait a minute. Hold on, because this, this was a problem. I used to program or jump in on things. That's a disaster when the boss starts to do a project. Yeah. Craftspeople don't like it when you come into the, the wood shop, right? They, okay. don't, like, they, don't, they don't appreciate it. Um, they are the experts. You are not. You have your job. They have theirs. But I don't mean you need to do their work. You need to do work. You need to not just be waiting for deliverables and wagging your finger. That may be you holding up and writing a major like position document about the strategy of the business. That might be something else. That might be you saying, you know what? I don't want you to just deliver this to me. I want to workshop this with you, brainstorm before you hold up and do stuff. I want to work with you. I want to collaborate with you. That is different than the corner office and just what's going on in there. He doesn't seem to do anything. This they is interesting, are, right? Because the door is closed, et cetera. See, this will be, be interesting in practice because you've been driving. Yes. At, at, at our company, at a board. You've yes. been driving. And I've been kind of sitting by you while you drive. Yes. And so that's... And that's just out of fairness to you. I'm a force. It's not like you were like, oh, cool, I get to chill. No, no. I, I kind of take I've a lot of this lots oxygen of in the room. Yes, you've got I, different I've been responsibilities. Doing lots of stuff. Yes. I feel good about it. But I wouldn't actually qualify it in the way that, like, what you're describing, like, here's the position document. Here's what I want to do about X at a board. I haven't been writing those documents. Because, frankly, honestly, at the phase we're in, at the scale we're in, if I drop in with that, it will blow up the world. Like, we can only afford one track it right could, now. It could be you lining up a handful of meetings on the West Coast. That's I'm, work. Right? I'm not denying that, like, that all needs to happen. I'm just saying, like, okay, so that's that's A. Like, there, A is I need to lean in and transition and go, like, hey, this will be my part of the house. Let's go. 
Look, man, there are people who do have the corner office because they, they're good political actors inside of large organizations and they're full of shit. And, you know, good luck to well, them, right? Well, there are companies that are so big that just saying, like, Jim seems like he's doing a good job is enough to get you promoted. Like, he's got just, a good you, smile. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that, that I, happens. Just, that, yeah. is, that is the world in some ways. You move paper across the desk and, and then you make $700,000. That person needs to not complain about not being respected and having a hard time with his team. Yeah, that, that is particular true. person. Go, right? on, like, <laughs> go on the internet, shop for jet skis, live do your, your life. Thing. Live yeah. your life. Second tip. When you need a group of people to do something, don't just tell them to go do it. Have a conversation. Explain why. <laughs> explain why you're not maybe 100% sure, but you're 80% sure, but explain why. Well, this is the fantasy of management that I had like in my 30s. Mm. was that you could delegate. You would just look someone in the eye and you'd be like, I need you to do this. Yeah. And, and they would go and they would do it. Look, in, in some settings, they would. We happen to be in a sector where professionals, where it's, it's much more of a collaborative dynamic or peer-ish it's dynamic. Also, it's just an unrealistic fantasy. Things are complicated that we work on. It's not, I'm not saying go, go get a letter to Mike right. down the street. That's right. That's right. And so when you do that, you, a couple of things happen. First off, you're actually kind of vulnerable in that setting, which is you thinking out loud about how you arrived at this ask rather than, I just, just do the ask. Interesting, but here's the thing you're saying. I think this is critical. I used to feel that to demonstrate leadership, I had to know everything. I had to show that I knew everything top no, to bottom. No, no, no. What you're actually saying is you don't know everything. You're, just, you're the guy in charge. So drive forward and let everybody tell you what you're missing. Yes, I'm going to make a confession as I'm giving you this second point, okay. which is explain rationale, don't just give directives, which is sometimes I get a lot of pushback and sometimes people hope I'll forget Sure. after I said it sure. on a Monday and it's sure. Thursday. And sometimes I gather everyone again and I say, I explained it, go do it. And it happens. Well, and you, you, and will, that is you part will of forget. They know you well. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. if it's real important, I'm not going to forget. And look, sometimes as a leader, well, time is tick. The clock is ticking, yes. and you need them to just do the thing. You are in the position you're in. You're in the cockpit for a reason, and you need the thing. And you had the discussion, and they may not agree yeah, with but you. But this is another tricky one because the, the worst leadership I've ever seen was when someone stood up in front of a room and said, "If we don't get this done, I'm going to look terrible." Yeah, that ain't, it ain't about you, my friend. It ain't about you, Mr. Manager. That isn't about you, which leads me to the third tip. Uh, the third tip is share a common goal. And by God, you getting promoted and not, or you not getting fired is not a common goal. That's your goal? That isn't, that, that's your career? I, I think and, you're right. That's the definition of the bad manager is the person who's like, you, you don't know how this is going to look when I walk up the chain. Yeah. And what they're insinuating there is I am the glue that's keeping this together. If if this domino falls, if Mr. Manager domino falls, they all fall. So you're all under threat. Well, a, actually, it's fear. Mm -hmm. And B, you're showing how feckless you are, right? right? And we're kind of back to like the love challenge, right? Which is if you don't care for me, then I don't know how it's going to go for you. Yes. As opposed to, and look, what are we actually saying there? There's all sorts of personal dynamics. You could like or hate somebody, whatever. But all, the, all of that conversation is, is away from the shared goal of just getting the damn thing done and getting it out into the world. Hopefully to everyone's benefit, right? Like yeah. a lot of times people don't understand, like a lot of engineers don't get marketing, 
Oh boy, right? don't they? No. So they're they're like, okay, you got to have this ready for that conference in San Francisco, and they're like, oh, that conference in San Francisco. They don't get. It's not that they don't get it. They get it. It's no, this is this is they the don't hard connect part. to it, right? And the, the the most brutal fact of life is that the discipline that you love and care for is utterly irrelevant without the other disciplines that you tend to despise. Yes. Right? Yes, exactly. Like marketing can't stand engineering. Can't stand because they're just like a bunch of babies who won't get it done. Yeah. Engineering can't stand marketing because what you're going to go tell they a story. Don't appreciate the complexity of what's it's involved. It's not just that. All the people are going to download the app and use it. What do you need to tell a story for? <laughs> Right, right. Exactly. Just, like, and, and it's unfortunately you're just in this position over and over in this role of being like, uh-huh, well, yeah. I need both. Right. That's right. Um I think look, there is a also just quick confession. A board is like the place that we've built where everybody does understand the value. Like, you know, oh, it's I, a great just, group. Because I know our employees are are probably listening to this, like. We are really special right now. We won't be in the future. In the future, it's going to grow. And there all those things from the world are going to come back yeah. into this org. So I'm planning right. for that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Nirvana state. Very few managers get to it. Mm, you're like on Sub Pop. You put out bleach. And now Butch Vig is going to produce Nevermind. That's the Nirvana state. Yes. <laughs> But I, it's a different Nirvana state. That's one Nirvana state. Let me talk about another Nirvana state. This Nirvana state is actually um, achieved by the manager who, over time, has gained the trust of their judgment by everyone else. So that a lot of the legwork that's often required to get people to do things is kind of gone. Sometimes people get that just just sheer power. Power is the ability sure. to get people to do things they otherwise wouldn't Bill, do. Uh, Michael B Bloomberg doesn't really need to explain why no, he, he wants could, you to do it. He could walk in this room right now. First, I don't know if he's ever been to Brooklyn, but he could. He's flown <laughs> over Brooklyn. Yeah. That's about in, it. In his, in his private jet helicopter. And he could say, I need you both to take off your pants. Yeah. And we'd probably do it. I, I'd probably wait on your cue. Paul, I'd be like, okay. I'd probably follow well, I mean, behind. Here. I'd, I'd be like, okay, Mike, what, what, <laughs> what's next, sir? Right now, that's and I mean, that's a that's a rare figure, uh, and and you know, the CEO is strolling through, but sometimes people and smaller teams, you see this sometimes where the leader is there's just true trust in their judgment. It sometimes stings well, because you may have worked on a thing over the weekend and they shoot it down. You know, they know they got it right. It might be trust, but there's an element of fear there too. Which is my last point. Mm. Sometimes you just need to get what you need and you need it quickly and it's tough and it's... Rich, can I be this guy? I'm Mr. Snugglebug. No, I don't think you can. I, you can't be who you aren't, right? The, the easiest way to get people to line up, and this goes back to common goal, is if there is an external actor or commitment that you're all looking at. Like our client, Sally, we promised her Friday. Interesting. So it's not coming, it's not like, hey, I want it. You are a conduit for external pressure, right? And, and I use this trick. I use this trick. I've used it my whole career, which is like, we're going to throw a party, like sure. a really big one. And we're going to show these things. And it, so it we can't look work. like clowns. It needs to work for the party. It needs to work for the party. Yeah. yeah. We've done it with the board. Yeah. It's, I, I don't view it as wily or underhanded, frankly. Everybody knows the value of the launch 
working it's, backwards from the lunch. It's a tangible common goal. It doesn't have to be software. It could be anything. It also right? clarifies because otherwise you'll try to do everything. That's the easy one though. Mm-hmm. You have a client that's expecting something or there's an event you're preparing for. The harder one is just you saying, I just want it by Friday. Why are you still spinning on this? That's where I want to get to. I got it. And it's not, it's not natural for me. But, it's hard. But I'll tell you what, I don't have the emotional energy for the other stuff. Well, look, I, I just I, need to start asking and let people. I used to be terrified of being disliked. And then you know what happened to me? What? People disliked me. A lot. A lot. A lot. And it hey, turned me, you know what else happened? I survived. Let, let me give you Paul Ford specific advice. Okay. You were the CEO, which frankly is a do or die position to be in. Yeah. Your agency could have cratered. Maybe you could argue should have cratered. It didn't. And you had an incredibly successful exit and now you're CEO again. The I'm not going to untangle your psychology. No, don't even bother. About feeling like an imposter. Always. But all you have to do is look at the story so far. And that should give you, that should arm you with the ability to ask for something for Thursday. Um, or it could be an argument that we've overinflated the value of the CEO. No. Don't no, do that. Not doing That's that. That's not going to help your that. cause. That's not going to help my cause. Yes. I we've think been talking. Sorry, go I ahead. will say, I mean, over the last, like, it, it's funny because this flip back on, this, this like mode of CEO-hood, and like, like I said, 15-person company, I'm not taking it, like, I'm not running Microsoft here. But at the same time, like, I'm remembering, hey, this is what I need, and this is what I need to do. I'm going to just start doing it, Rich. I'm going to start asking for things. I'm going to write notes in my little org mode file, and I'm going to check them off if they're done or not done. And I don't You're really, going to give people deadlines. I don't think there's any other way for me to be right now and do a good job, so I better do it. It's the right way to be, and I'll tell you something else, Paul. Most of the time, People want it. I always did. I was. People I, I want swear it. to God, I they want to know you, what success looks like. I grieved and really lost uh, something when I left a world of deadlines and discrete tasks that I could complete. It frames your work life. And I was a writer. Like that's a high it's level real. thing to be right. And you'd be like, I got the thing done. Yep. Aren't I a good person? And yep. they'd be like, Yeah, you are. I still do. When I write for Wired, you have a deadline. I have a boss who is younger than me and my editor. And he tells me what to do and he fixes my work and he says, good job or bad. And I still feel it. Yep. I think it's actually, it's a really fundamental human thing. It's to necessary. Want, you want someone to say good job every yes. now and then. Uh, I hope this helps you and I hope it helps others, Paul. Well, I think there's two things going on. I mean, one is like kind of quiet, which is here I am announcing to the world that if you knew Paul... He tended to be a little wishy-washy. I'm still deep inside going to be a pretty wishy-washy person. I'm sure I'll still see all the ambiguity. I'm tired and getting older, and I'm going to ask for my stuff because life is short. And yeah, it's just how it's going to go from here on out. Right. Welcome, Paul Ford, CEO. Uh, hopefully next time I'll have something I need advice from you on. Uh, you owe me one. Thank you for listening to the Ziadi and Ford podcast. We are Ziadi and Ford at ziadiford.com. And everywhere you can find podcasts, give us five stars and spread the word. Free advice. Hello at ziadiford.com. Any questions, let us know. And uh, we'll, we'll check in on how I'm doing. Have a lovely day. Bye.